Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's guest almost needs no introduction. He's known as the Iceman or Wim Hof. He's got multiple world records for crazy feats of endurance and exposure to cold. And if you're a longtime listener, you heard him on episode 403, where we talked about climbing Everest in a t-shirt and shorts, freezing yourself for long periods of time. And you realize this guy really is a Superman. He's based in the Netherlands and he's proven that his methods can change your body chemistry, infuse you with a different kind of energy, change your brain focus. And he just wrote a book that is coming out almost as soon as this is, is published for you to hear. And it's called the Wim Hof method, activate your full human potential. I and countless other people have been waiting for years for Wim to write a book. The only book you could get was from someone he'd trained and it was not you know, the official Wim Hof message, which goes way beyond take a cold shower and get some ice. There's a lot more in there. So he finally did it. He finally put it together. And before we get going on the interview, Wim actually has a message that he just puts out there and he says, you can literally do the impossible. You can overcome disease, improve your mental health and physical performance, and even control your physiology so you can thrive in freezing temperatures. Now, that makes Wim one of us. He's a biohacker because that whole thing, control your physiology so your body will do what you want it to do. Hey, you want it to thrive in freezing temperatures? You got it. And this man is a master. Wim, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Nice meeting you again. And let's go deep into this conversation. I, I believe the last time we talked in person was sometime after you were on the show and we were at uh, Tony Robbins uh, Unleash the Power Within event. We both had spoken there uh, and we were walking around in the streets of New York and I think you were only wearing a loincloth. Is, is that true? Yeah, sort of, sort of. <laughs> it's just, be, it, Dave, it is just because I got no money for clothes. You've done so much fun stuff, it's almost hard to know where to start, but I know that some listeners either aren't familiar with your work and many of them haven't heard episode 400 because we're at about episode 800. So let's go through your backstory just a little bit uh, and then we're gonna go into your work specifically. But you talked on the first episode about how as a teenager you got turned under this. Tell me that again so that all of our listeners can connect to that. Oh yes, my teenager years, when I was 12, I was always driven by a deeper uh, urge, deeper drive within. And that made me, when I was 12, I was already uh, reading into psychology and Hinduism, into uh, uh, Buddhism, uh, doing yoga in a time. This is, this is like uh, 49 years ago when yoga was a strange thing you do not do. You don't want to mingle with people who are doing yoga because it's strange. They are out uh, of the normal. They are like evil. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly. like bad for you. You got to be Catholic. You got to go to the church. You got to fight to the rules. We know all uh, uh, where that leads to up, uh, up to. The new church is yoga. The new church uh, uh, temple is to become divine within yourself. But that was not those days. In those days, I, I wanted to find a deeper meaning in life. I did not know what drove me, but it drove me. And uh, so from 12 to 17, I did a lot. I, I, I read a lot of books. I did a lot of esoteric disciplines. And it came to the point when I was 17 on a Sunday morning uh, in the wintertime, a thin layer of ice in the park on the pond. And I, I looked around. Nobody was around. Everybody sleeping. I was pondering again about the, the meaning of life. And uh, then I felt the attraction to go into the cold water. And I did. I did. I did. I took my clothes off. I winded in, uh, layered, and I was in there. And then when I was in there, I felt, I felt this is it. Not words. I felt this is it. And uh, from there on, I, 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 I felt this direct connection with inner power, a power deeper into the physiology, which we never have learned in our schools. 
uh, that's exactly what I was philosophizing and pondering about in all this time before. Now I had found it had nothing to do with words. It was a feeling, a deep feeling yeah. a, uh, of being. And since then, I've been doing the cold every day and uh, in uh, all the way. And uh, I went into the extremes with that because then I found a doorway into the deeper control uh, at will over our physiology. And this, and I'm shattering the fund, foundation of science, uh, scientific understanding itself. To go into the autonomic nervous system was not uh, known to be uh, uh, able to be done by humans. And now it is. We showed that. We showed also uh, injected by a, uh, with a bacteria, but being able to withstand uh, uh, that. This yeah. was all not possible. But, okay, my teenage years went into the soul search when I found the cold water. I got connection beyond words within myself, and then the breathing began. Because the, uh, when you go into the cold water, the first thing you do is <laughs> it's like rebirthing, rebirthing yeah. to the change of the biochemistry inside. You do it through deep breathing. And I, I just began to find out, and a few months later, I could uh, uh, do incredible things just by using the breath. So let me let me ask about that. I, I remember I was probably 17 or 18, didn't know what I was doing, and it was January in Santa Barbara where the water is not exactly warm. And I decided I would try surfing without a wetsuit. And I walked out there and the wave hit me just from the chest down and I couldn't breathe. I, I literally froze up like, and I got out of the water, uh, which was probably the right thing to do. Uh, and I said, all right, screw this cold water thing. It, like, I can't breathe in there. And you actually get this almost like a, a reflexive thing that, that says, you know, don't, don't do that. And it took years for me to say, all right, I'm going to pay attention to this. Your study at Radboud University in 2011 was about a year after I started blogging um, on my, my first you know, Bulletproof Executive site, uh, which is now DaveAsprey.com. And what happened then is you said, look, by my cold exposure, I can hack my autonomic nervous system. And it was proven there. And they had to rewrite biology textbooks. They all said, this is impossible. And they said, oh man, we found this corner case, this weird guy, Wim, who just showed us you can do it. So now we have to go figure it out. And I was already kind of blown away. I started doing ice therapy back then. Uh, and we're going to talk about why it makes you relaxed. But in 2014, you injected yourself with bacterial toxin called LPS, which is a major focus of fixing your gut because the gut bacteria make LPS and they use it in rat studies to stress rats' livers and like it's bad for you. Uh, so you're like, oh yeah, I'll just inject some. And you had no biological effects from this. Uh, so you've got 10 years of real university research. Now, cold does one thing. But James Nestor was just on the show, and I've done my, you know, a Vipassana, uh, not Vipassana, but my, my different pranayama types of meditation and breathing and all this. How much of what you do do you think is breath versus cold versus mindset? Those are your three pillars, but one of them has to be first. Like, what's the, what's the one at the top? The first one is the uh, soul search. Ah, the so mission and purpose. Yes, mission and purpose. You don't know why it is there. It is there. And it's probably genetical. Uh, uh, whatever it is, it's there. It's irrational. It's there. It's there all the time. Makes you think, ponder, search, uh, philosophize, debate, talk, find out, explore more, more, more. And that's the, how to still the mind. Now, the, when you go into the cold water, which I, I found the attraction to, that, that uh, the thing that made uh, the cold water first did was to make me shut. It uh, made my mind still. A absolute dynamic stillness directly present. And, and now it shows, Dave, that uh, 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 these breathing techniques, which they go adjoint when you go into the cold water, the breathing becomes very deep. Now these breathing techniques we have developed, they show to be uh, in comparison with 
people who uh, exercise mindfulness four hours a day for years, that these breathing techniques within 10 minutes bring people in deeper areas of the brain. That means in the not talking areas. It, and uh, there where you are activating non-talking areas, we can call it all kinds of names because I, I know the names, but I, try, I say the non-talking areas of the brain, we normally not, uh, uh, do not experience because we always think, we always think in numbers, in letters, in images, but we don't experience stillness, the non-talking non uh, awareness. And that's what the cold water did. And then I became aware of this automatically, the, the reflex to breathe. Uh, I began to notice that, that every time I did that, I changed inside and I could stay longer in this aggressive impact of this stress. So the cold was the first, the deep breathing I became aware of, and then I began to disconnect the breathing of the cold exercising at home. And when I did that breathing caused by the cold apart in the, at home, all the, all the bloody uh, uh, chakras and uh, uh, heightening awareness, uh, all the thousand bells, all that, I experienced every day in the morning when I stood up and I went in deeply through pneumatic manipulation into my physiology, my nervous system, my anything of the brain and body. So that wow. came next. And then my uh, uh, intuition, intuition and instinct, uh, that is intelligence, cognitive awareness from the gut and the heart. It's all neurology. It, I was able to make the talking uh, part of my brain still. Even uh, not being in the water, I was now able to connect with the non-talkative uh, parts of my brain. We naturally connect directly in open contact neurologically with the, the heart and with the gut. And uh, it is amazing. It's just amazing. And then you begin begin to become aware of internal uh, sensorical perception. And now they show it in science. When I say uh, the proprioception, the seven, after the sixth sense, you have the seventh sense is the proprioception. And the proprioception was thought of, you cannot top down regulate it. And we showed with the Radboud study, because part of the proprioception is the immune system. Uh, to, uh, with the Radboud study, we have shown uh, to get into the adaptive uh, immune system and the uh, innate immune system. And that's the problem even now with the COVID, is the, the innate immune system. Everybody is talking about masks and social distancing. They should talk about proprioception, about yeah. top-down regulation over our immune system. But I take that apart. Then number three, the mind. My mind is something else than just talking. It is being. It is intuition instinct. And then talking is just a little bit of it all. And now we showed it in Hanover in the, uh, in the brain, uh, in brain scans, in one of the two best brain scans of the world with German doctors and professors, we showed to be activating through these breathing exercises, 100% neural activity, 100, not 16, and all at will. I mean, at will, activating 100% neural activity inside the brain. Then the brain is suddenly uh, having a uh, uh, all over equal blood flow. You said something really important there, uh, Wim. You said that people were getting the benefits of years of meditation by doing their breathing. And we have this puritanical thing that came from Europe and the US, it's in the West. You sort of have to suffer to get the benefits. And some people get really upset when you say, hey, maybe you could suffer less and still get most, if not all the benefits. 
what do you miss if you say, I'm just going to do the breathing. I'm not going to do as much of the meditation. Is there something that you don't get? No. Yeah. You know, what you do with this controlled uh, uh, pneumatic manipulation, mm -hmm. let's not call it uh, pranayama or breathing exercises. It's pneumatic manipulation of neural activity in the brain by causing a different uh, uh, biochemistry in the brain. And we do that all at will. We bring up uh, the uh, cerebrospinal fluid, which is known as the Kundalini and all that. But let, let, let's that all take apart because we have rewritten science. We have rewritten science and to make it fit for the Western contemporary problems of, say, depression, uh, inflammation, all that. All that needs different uh, way angles of uh, uh, tackling than, say, meditation, like uh, of the old days, or the, even uh, vipassanas, or uh, uh, they, they, look, uh, they are great, but it takes eight days to get really to yourself. And then come in and all the crap suddenly, boom, it's open. That is hormetic exercise. That is like enduring. What this breathing does is uh, bringing the neural activity into deeper parts of the brain active. And that is the, what, exactly what meditation's uh, goal is, to bring the blood flow in deeper areas of the brain. But then through the breathing, you are able to bring it even deeper. And then within 10 minutes, and it has been shown in brain scans. So that is much more fitted for the Western mind. The Western mind, it keeps on thinking, mm -hmm. hey man, if you are waiting until the bus is coming, it's not gonna come. It's not gonna bring you home. And you are just sitting there pondering all the time and frustrated because you wanna go home. You want to go to your wife and your children and, and look at stupid television and have a nice dinner because you're tired. You know, that, that is like you want to go home inside. Inside and being, just being. You, you recognize your deep being. And we have been cut apart of our deep being. Now, the, uh, the, the, what, what this society is doing with the world, we see it. There's a lot of stress, a lot of information, a lot of war, a lot of abuse, a lot of pollution, a lot of exploitation, etc. This is what we have done with our mind. And at same mind, we are not able to make it still. It's illogical because we are not connected to our soul or the deeper part of our existence, our brain. Now we have shown in the latest brain scans, I showed how to tap into uh, at will into the deepest part of the brain, which is the periaqueductal gray hemisphere, uh, the, the, the place of the opioids and the cannabinoids. So whenever you have that could be biological, chemical, uh, mental, uh, viral, it's stress. Stress makes you pain. Stress makes you feel not good. But if you have connection with the cannabinoids uh, and with the opioids, you, uh, you know how to battle that stress anytime, and it has okay, no how, negative effects. How does cold exposure affect your endocannabinoid system? Yes, exactly. It is the endocannabinoid system. And uh, the funny thing is I come from Amsterdam, the cannabinoids, <laughs> endocannabinoids. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but we, we say, uh, get high on your own supply. Okay. How do you connect with the endocannabinoid system? Every time you go consciously into a stressful hormetic exercising into a cold bath, you, uh, you begin to uh, neurologically connect with uh, the adrenal, the adrenal action, because you know you gotta be strong when you go into the ice water. And for the first time, you don't choose comfort you choose discomfort. Right. And then naturally the neurology is able to connect with the parts in the brain available for us to endure, to endure the stressful aggression of ice water upon the body, uh, which is painful, 
and suddenly you the, uh, the adrenal axis activation takes care that the uh, endocannabinoid system is uh, active. And that I showed last, uh, last study in the brain scans in Detroit to make, just by thought, uh, 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 listen well, just by thought, we are able to endure and confront ourselves with stress, pain. I'm talking pain. Good. And this is the way they measured it. They got me in a brain. They exposed my body uh, with ice water upon the skin, which normally makes the skin temperature going down and feel unpleasant, like pain. But in my case, just because I did not want it to happen, my temperature of the skin stayed one degree above the beginning, like uh, 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 your normal body temperature, but because I didn't want it to go down, it rises. This is, this is the endocannabinoid system when you have it connected with the will. This is a protective shield. That's the way the adrenal axis works. And it stayed over there. Well, the and going every seven minutes cold water, seven minutes warm water, seven minutes cold water, seven minutes warm, and it kept on going, kept on going, like 40, 45 minutes. And then they saw it always stayed at the same. Now, what happened in the brain? What they saw, because I could not move in the brain scan. You cannot move. You yep. can't do breathing. You can't do anything because they can see it. On the on the monitors, yeah, it wobbles. Right? So, uh, yes, uh, when they saw uh, uh, on the monitors the brain, the slices of the brain, they saw for the first time a at will activated the endocannabinoid system, the periaqueductal gray hemisphere, robustly activated all the time. And so, my insula, which is the part of say uh, meditative being nice being lounging, was very active. And my uh, stress, uh, 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 the prefrontal cortex, mm -hmm. uh, the, the conscious will, was like there was no stress. Because there was no stress, it was not activated. And wow. this was in contrary of 74 people who had done the same experiment before, and they all showed the robust activation of the prefrontal cortex because stress was going on. Insula, which is for lounging, nice being, very down, and for the rest, nothing was going on in the brain. I had shown for the first time to go into the deepest part of the brain, thought of inaccessible by humans. And how did I learn it? Just go every day into the cold. Then uh -huh. your, uh, your will knows how to protect the cold coming do any kind of damage. I feel just bloody nice every day going into ice water, stay there as long as I want. And that's the power of our mind. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD+, levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. 
All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. It's funny, Joe Dispenza, who's been on the show, uh, wrote a whole book talking about, hey, if you measure average people, none of this is possible. But if you measure meditators or people with any kind of spiritual practice, suddenly they can do it. And what you did with having a bunch of people have done your practices, the ones that are in your new book, uh, you basically showed, look, do these practices, get these skills. And this is that part of you know becoming superhuman uh, that, that's possible because it's there. It's just not evenly distributed. And we all would believe it's impossible, except it's it's not impossible if only you can do it. But if you can get dozens of people to do it with your method, what's going on is we just didn't know how to train it, except it, it's kind of like we did know how to train it. Um, it's funny, in the Wim Hof Method, your new book, almost every one of the endorsements and forewords have been guests on, on Bulletproof Radio. And you had James Nestor wrote one of your endorsements. And James talks about how, you know what, this has been discovered before and it goes away from, from our awareness and then it comes back. And you connected with it at a young age. You figured it out. But it's funny. You have uh, Dr. Andrew Weil, um, who's been pro a proponent, an outspoken proponent of breathing forever. Patrick McCown, who's the first guy who came on and really talked about Buteco breathing and all this. Lewis Howes, uh, Gabor Mate, and then Alyssa Eppel, who's talking about genes. So it's interesting. You have some personal development and breathing and medical experts in there. And then all of a sudden, you kick right over to the telomere effect author. So why did you have someone writing about telomeres and the length of telomeres write the foreword from your book, which is endorsed by you know the who's who list of people who know about breathing? What about telomeres? The telomeres, the length of uh, 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 the cell division, which is responsible for the length of our life uh, span, uh, a time span of life. Um, yes, uh, but it favors because what we do with these exercising, it's bringing back the cell to its uh, uh, with a protective shield. That is because we go always in comfort zone behavior. We weaken our cells' condition around ourselves because there is no danger ever. It's always elected. Oh, when it's too warm, uh, air conditioning. Too cold, uh, the heating. Uh, I'm not going to walk. I'm going to take the car from A to B. There is never exercise. There is never stress upon the conscious stress. How 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 do you think you are able to consciously battle stress if you never exercise it within stress? Then accidentally it comes to you, and you don't know what to do because it makes you paranoid and anxious, and you don't uh, uh, fast. And we have to go mm -hmm. inside. Oh, the rain. Oh, this or oh, that. You know, you get that. And that is not learning. The right learning is to go consciously seeking discomfort. And this is what uh, Blackburn, Elizabeth Blackburn, and yeah. Elisa Yipel of the Telomere Effect and the Nobel Prize uh, winners, I mean, uh, they, they are the top of the top. And they are talking about this, and they see the value now of this. And then they could make the interpretation from the inflammation, that the inflammation had no chance to get into uh, uh, into our bodies doing uh, this overreactive uh, 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 immune system uh, reaction through the E. coli bacteria. In the end, if you look to the cell and you do this breathing, you activate protective proteins and you do it at will. What happens when we uh, reinstall the protective proteins around the cell? then inflammation is not able to get in, and oxidative stress is not able to get in. What happens is that the telomeres, they are freely, they are not under attack, they are, uh, don't find any stress, they begin to grow as long and as far as you want. And now comes the beautiful thing, we are able to control the DNA, the telomeres, and to bring the innate capacity of the cell to protect itself just by will. And that means how long do you really want to live? You are able at will to bring it there. But what it takes is first 
you got to go into hormetic exercising to bring the connections, neurological connections. And now it's going to be proven in a couple of months, we get the results. And then it will show that we are into rejuvenation, into uh, uh, recycling uh, 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 damaged proteins and cells, right. uh, into activating stem cells and, and killing uh, cancer cells and all that. That it is all the same thing. In the end it is, we are born to be able to, to be the masters of our mind, which is connected to our DNA. The length of time, but now comes even better with the purpose of our, the length of our time. And the purpose is to free genetical, hereditary, damaged, uh, encrypted codes. That is the new thing. The new thing is, hey, we don't live just for ourselves. We live as uh, living mediums to solve the problems our ancestors couldn't. And yes. we got that encrypted in our genetical codes. And now I'm into with these guys, with Elisa Apel and, and others, but it needs research more that we become enlightened if we are able to uh, solve the matters of the genetical hereditary uh, uh, problems of the past, the encrypted codes. And that is first done by hormetic exercise to bring the full potential of our uh, neurology alive. And then we are able to steer the ship toward wherever we want to go. And if the journey takes 200 years, it does not matter because for the DNA and its control, it's a piece of cake. Let's teach people how to do this specifically. So I want to walk people through on this episode so they get the most value. And guys, you're going to have to read the Wim Hof method to get all the nuances. There's no way we can teach you in this. You do workshops that are several days long. Um, and I'm planning to do one of those once travel is a little bit more achievable right now. Um, so where do people start? I mean, do you start with a cold shower? Do you start by waking up with breathing? So assume someone's a complete virgin. They don't know anything about breathing, cold, or Wim Hof. What do they do first? Uh, I would say, first of all, uh, you are born to be the master of your mind and the captain of your soul, the captain of your uh, purpose. And uh, no worries, because uh, you're going to live uh, exactly the dream, the purpose of your life, and become fully bloom of your full potential uh, within this lifetime. So there is no worry. And you know what? You will learn about uh, the, uh, uh, the the a fearless being within yourself. Because wh where we go with the DNA right now, into the past, into the future, into the present, is much deeper, much further, mu uh, 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 much further back than ever before uh, thought was possible. And now we made it simple. We made it very simple uh, because simplicity is the nativeness of us. We disconnected from nature, we disconnected from simplicity and nativeness, from just being. But your being, just being, is uh, uh, not connected with the uh, uh, complicated kinds of uh, feeded minds through advertising, through uh, television, through uh, the schooling, positioning, you can go do this, you are a patriot if you kill uh, a thousand enemies, and all those things. No, you are already beautiful as you are. Remember that. Remember to do a feeling that makes you being proud of who you are here and now. You have, you've got the value. You are divine within. And of course, this sounds uh, a, a little bit hoo-ha, but uh, the simplicity of it all is that uh, people doing this within a couple of days are able to shatter the foundations of science and psychiatry. And uh, if people come to me depressed and four days later, uh, and they are, I mean, they are, their physiology is like uh, they are inside and uh, four days later, they are like five hours in freezing temperatures. That means deep stress in shorts, out there, singing, bringing, dancing. What is that? 
That is your being in the moment. That being that you dance, that you feel, that without too many words, that being is pure spirituality with two feet on the ground. That is what I bring to people, that it is there. And so now that's step it's one is the keys to that. step one. Okay. Step one, take a cold shower. In it the is, okay, so the step one isn't the mindset. That's the overarching why you do it. Step one, take a cold shower. How do you take a cold shower properly? You, you take a couple of deep breaths. <sighs> Set your mind. You are here with the cold shower. What happens uh, through the deep breathing, you alkalize the body, and thus you influence into the temperature senses. They, you become stronger. You become more able to uh, induce the cold and to uh, uh, deal with the cold. It's all physiology. doesn't matter. Just take a couple of deep breaths. And then uh, uh, go in there and enjoy 30 seconds. Get in there 30 seconds. Let the body do what the body is capable of. That is the adaptive power of the body. Yeah. And most, it, people that, that is, most people have never had a cold shower can't do 30 seconds. Yeah. It hits them in the forehead. They get a headache. And then they, they scream and they jump out after about 15 seconds max, even if they're kind of tough. So Good. We're, we're talking about full on, never done a cold shower, a little bit okay. afraid. How do they start? Okay, the start nice and warm on the sofa and do <laughs> uh, take on the free app of ours, the, uh, the free app we developed, and you got to take it on. And listen to my voice, I will guide you there into yeah. a breathing session, and you will astound yourself being warm and nice, uh, and then suddenly you're able after in exhalation to stay there for one and a half minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes without breathing. They, even people who were like 80 years, 90 years were able to do two minutes, two and a half minutes more than they ever did when uh, they were young. They were so astounded. We have an ability to control our physiology and biochemistry through breathing. Conscious breathing, exercising, and anybody, anybody. Now, if you do that, then you change your body chemistry. Suddenly you get a better hold over your body chemistry to endure stress. And that could, uh, uh, stress can be mental, emotional, but also uh, uh, like heat and cold. It's all stress in the end, but you are able through the deep breathing to change your biochemistry, and thus you feel this, hey, I'm stronger, I'm able to deal with that. You know, without words, it goes without saying. It is there. And uh, if people do uh, just do this, then uh, they astound themselves. The breathing exercise, done. Hey, next step is take the 30 seconds and just do one leg, another leg, one arm, another arm, a little bit of the front, a little bit of the back, and go around like that, like like a, like a little song. Somewhere over the rainbow, <laughs> up, uh, you know, make it a little dance. Make, make something nice out of it. So, uh, yes, uh, make something nice out of it. And then uh, very soon you see that the adaptive power of the body is taking over. And this is what we want, that, the, that you feel that you equalize, that, that you neutralize because the biochemistry in the body is able to become stronger. That's the natural effect. And then the stress of the cold, because the cold stays the same, but your body from the internal is changing. That's what we want, because when that happens, when a pathogen or mental stress hits you in the body or out from the outside of the body, then your body needs to learn to change of the biochemistry. And it is then able to, uh, uh, to generate adrenal, adrenals, dopamine, serotonin, cannabinoids, opioids, all these things. They come in like the pharmacy is completely open. Exactly what is needed will be broken. That's the adaptive power. And you learn to... Uh, to activate that through cold showers. Besides of that the cold showers tackles uh, killer number one in the world. 
which is cardiovascular related disease. That's just the side effect of all this, is that you train uh, the vascular system. And that, that makes you uh, having a transportation system which optimizes then the millions of little muscles. And that helps the blood flow go through. It gets better to the cells, you get more energy, and the heart rate goes down with 20 to 30 uh, uh, beats a minute, 24 hours a day. That, and there's so much benefit. People need to know, hey, but what is the benefit? Hey, man, the benefit is so much uh, more than the investment. The investment is just a little pickle. And what you get back is a whole field of big melons. You know, I, I, I mean, the, the benefits are so huge. You, uh, you better invest uh, uh, this 30 seconds mentally first. Think about it. Hey, can we, we, if we are able to harness our cardiovascular system through and uh, to uh, learn to activate our adaptive power, which is, is able to endure stress whatever way it comes to us, hey, then that, that means it changes all the perspective of a person. Through that simple exercise, we are able to uh, reconnect with the innate capacity to deal with stress. Boom, there it is. Very right. simple. Just a so, yeah. step one, I'm just gonna say guys, read, <laughs> read the new book, read Wim's book. That's gonna be your start. But let's say that they don't even do that. They're going to download the app. Is the app free? Yeah, totally okay, for so free. Cold water is cheaper than hot yes. water, so they're good. Okay, so they're gonna download yes. the app. They're gonna do the breathing exercise. They're gonna get into a warm shower. Then they're going to, at the end of the shower, they're gonna turn into full cold and they're gonna be able to do stuff they didn't think they could do. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and the thing is, you so, once you begin, you will see directly, the direct result is that you handle stress much better and that you have more energy, directly. Um, what about when people get a headache from cold water? How do you handle that? Don't, don't put your uh, uh, hat at first in inside cold water, because this skull is directly connected. It, the induction of uh, the temperature difference is big time when the conditions, yes, are not right. And very soon, the vascular system becomes much more responsive, and then you're able to go even dive into ice water. And, but first we have to reawaken our vascular condition to its natural uh, natural power. And uh, it takes a couple of days of uh, cold shower. I found a study that I referenced in one of, one of my books. It was in mice, but they did cold water exposure to mice. And they found that after three days that there was a change in cardiolipin uh, which is a compound that's in the mitochondrial membrane. And that after that happens, the mice were much more adapted to it. And I've noticed the same thing with countless uh, bulletproof people who are saying, you know, showers suck. I hate you, Dave. What did you ever talk about Wim Hof? <laughs> and then after <laughs> three days, the fourth day, like, oh, I feel good. And I, I feel like that may be a part of it. Have you looked into cardiolipin and mitochondria at that level? Yes, uh, sure, sure. Uh, not only. Also, uh, there's a couple of studies, and uh, we have been the first ones pioneering with these uh, yeah. nuclear science. And uh, it's about brown fat first. Mm -hmm. And they thought of uh, a man my age have no brown fat or very rudimentary, but I got plenty. I got plenty because I exercise in the cold. So the cardio, the, the, the cardiolipin, uh, 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 within the, uh, 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 the the shield, this fat in uh, the mitochondria uh, uh, is there to produce energy. It's directly related to brown fat, uh, uh, etc. That is one. Uh, uh, that's beautiful. That is any animal has it. So it's very healthy, and uh, the the function of it is uh, to produce. The, it's an uncoupled protein. And, and then it produces directly energy. Therefore, it is. And it's amazing because you feel warm when normally you should feel cold. And not only, it learns to produce more energy.
and learns to, uh, to activate more energy and to consume more fats, white fats. And we got a big problem with the white fats in the world because yeah. we don't have the cardiolipin going. We have no brown fat going. And that, uh, that is not the only thing. The, uh, the second thing is uh, we are able through uh, going into the cold to learn to, uh, uh, to consume fat like four, five times faster than uh, normal conditions. Just by the mind, just by our mind and breathing, mm-hmm. we, uh, we uh, uh, consume, we are able to consume uh, the, uh, or to bring up the consumption of fats uh, four to five times more than normal uh, uh, through the production of energy to battle the cold, to battle the thermal stress. The stress of the cold, the cold is my teacher to learn to battle stress and to make the mechanisms to produce energy at work, at any level. And it's it's beautiful because it not only works in the mitochondria, but also the DNA and the telomeres, in the protective proteins, in the transcription factors, in the gene expressions. It works everywhere. The cold is not only my teacher, it's mother nature itself. It takes care of me. It makes me strong. It makes me able to enjoy yeah. deep stress. And so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, amazing, amazing. So you go into some esoteric stuff, and there's an area that I think some of our listeners are going to be really interested in, uh, maybe anyone who goes skiing and all, and it's around high-altitude adaptation. I have been climbing in the Andes, the Himalayas, uh, Cotopaxi, Shasta, um, you know, all, all over the place, grew up at high altitude, and I have a set of practices so I don't get altitude sickness wherever I go but they don't actually include anything other than nasal breathing. And it's a bunch of supplements and nutritional and ketones and coffee and all that kind of stuff. You actually have something that's in your book where you talk about what to do above 13,000 feet with your practices. And because, I mean, you are the guy who climbs in shorts and no shirt (laughs) to altitudes. Can you share that with listeners? Because it is elegant biohacking. Yes, it is elegant biohacking. And it shows so much. But uh, the first time uh, I went with it, because uh, this is a psychological standpoint of view uh, where we began. I told people, hey, guys, we're interested. Let's go climb Kilimanjaro in three days in shorts. But I have a, 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 a rheumatoid arthritis. I don't, I don't care. It's okay. I have Crohn's disease. Uh, 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 it's okay. You can Are you motivated? You can uh, I have asthma. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have cancer. Uh, prostate cancer. Uh, uh, I cannot. know uh, you. Are you motivated? Uh, I asked them all to be motivated, and I had a lot of people with, with a lot of disease. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we put it out, and we said we are applying in short. I mean, uh, up there it's. Down there, it is tropical. You go through all the temperature differences uh, possible. So uh, we set out, uh, we talked to the doctors, physiologists, experts, alpine experts, etc. And they all said, this is irresponsible. People are going to die. This is not possible. Especially these people with these conditions, they are going to die because you create a, a, a oxygen deficit that will make uh, uh, shut down organs and uh, uh, odemias, uh, brain odemias, uh, lung odemias. And they all well explained it very much with a lot of arguments. And uh, they they got us like a, a, a little bit schizo. Like one group became uh, got fear and the other one said, no, we go anyway. And uh, in the end, we went. But there was a dilemma going on. Yeah. Dilemma of fear. And that was that because of all these authorities and experts telling this was impossible, irresponsible, etc. We did not do it in three days. We did it in two days. And we all came back and we all, all summited. In short, the oldest man had four coronary bypasses, 65 years old. He did it in uh, uh, 48 hours. Uh, and what uh, else? People with that? arthritis. Yes. 
without altitude uh, whatsoever disease. I mean, but how, you, you know how, how it comes. Uh, that, that is about 18,000 feet. Okay, that's a, that's a serious height, yeah. Yeah, that's like 6,000 meters, 18,000 feet, uh, 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 around there, 5,895 meters. That, uh, you have to triple it uh, to make it feet. So uh, when we told these people there in Africa, we were going to climb Kilimanjaro in uh, three days, they said, no, you know, uh, the Kilimanjaro is able to be uh, uh, climbed within five to nine days, fully dressed, and then only 40% will. And we got 100% within two days. <laughs> and then in short, in short, without clothes, in the Arctic winds, and you know what happens on the top? On the top, there is less than half the oxygen, and you need oxygen to combust energy to battle the cold. There was not, and still they did it with all their conditions. Now I will tell you how we did it. Yeah, We did it uh, uh, because we were motivated. That was one. I was not really aware what to do and how to tackle uh, acute mountain sickness, acute uh, uh, headaches. Uh, uh, oxygen deficit, et cetera. Anything uh, that way, I was not really aware how these 26 people would react. But I got, I just got a gut, gut feeling to wake up everybody at two o'clock in the morning when we arrived at the first hut, in uh, the second hut. We climbed through to the yeah. Horombo. Horombo is at uh, uh, 12,000 feet about. And uh, at two o'clock in the morning, I woke them up all. Everybody with a heart, a heart rate and oxygen saturation, you could measure. And I, I told them, breathe as much, breathe like crazy, uh, deep and go with the retentions and go for three quarters to an hour. And everybody was back from say 70, 80 saturation to 100. Or 95, 96, 97, Breathing really deep. That was great. Yes. To increase CO2, in, which would increase go. oxygen. Then fully in and, uh, and then fully hold. And, and, and then, uh, then you see it all uh, rising uh, on wow. the saturation meters. I mean, the oximeters. And then the other morning, everybody felt so fresh. Everybody yeah. felt great. Chicken, I like a chicken, man. Let's go. Whoa, that was, well, uh, the other day we went from, uh, say, uh, 6,000, was it 6,000 feet? Uh, 6,000 feet to 12,000 feet in once. And uh, uh, this was with no experience. These people had no experience in mountaineering. There they were. And they were feeling great that morning. And that that day we went up straight to the uh, uh, to the, and we every time a person got sick, like headaches because of building up deficit and accelerated uh, pace going too fast for normal physiology, they breathe deep again. I say 15 breaths deeply in, then hold, squeeze it mm. to your head, and you will see the headache is gone. Why? because you bring the cerebrospinal fluid full right. of oxygen inside the head and the oxygen deficit is gone. And they, it worked, it worked. And so the thing, the, the, the shameful thing was, when we did two days, it did in two days, I, and we all came back in the Netherlands and I told the people, I did not hear any physiologist any alpine expert or doctor who had argumented uh, before we went out there uh, uh, saying that this was irresponsible, lethal, uh, the, uh, uh, people are going to die and all, I did not hear anybody. We silenced them all and wow. we know we are right. We had no fear, we had a gut feeling, we went and the so-called impossible. And the mm -hmm. oldest guy, 65 years old, four coronary bypasses. He, he thrived. I mean, he, 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 amazing how he felt. 
And then I did it again and again and again. And the last time I did it, the oldest person was 76 years old. He was suffering from Lyme's disease and he did it in 31 hours. Wow. He had no former experience in mountaineering. He did it in 31 hours. He's healing people with Lyme's disease all the time. He's a gardener. It, it's really interesting. Uh, having had Lyme disease and toxic mold, and those two are, are conflated quite often, um, high altitude does something magic when it releases EPO and, and you you start to feel better when you go up up to that altitude, even just for a couple days. Uh, and you get that weird elation only if you're doing other stuff, like the breathing you've talked about. Uh, I remember the first time I felt it at 18,000 feet, I hadn't learned the breathing exercises, but that was my first yak butter tea. But something happens and all of a sudden you're like, man, I feel better than I have, I wanna dance. But you should be feeling like you're hypoxic and you're gonna die, but you feel better than ever. And I'm so intrigued that you cracked the code on breathing because every mountaineer who's trained knows the rest step. You take one little tiny step and you go, one more step and you're basically panting and you feel like crap all the time when you do it. And you totally broke all the rules and you're doing stuff that most people didn't think is possible. So kudos to you for that because that, that really is the elegant biohacking to say, you know, yeah, you're 76 and you've got all these pre-existing things, but it's still possible if you have the roadmap and the roadmap has been written in the 13th century. It was probably written in the 9th century. And now we can measure it. And you are measuring. You're doing all these studies saying, see, those old, old cultures weren't crazy. They were actually very sane. They knew it. And they just didn't know how to measure it. So when you bring the science in, Wim, to your breathing, to your cold exposure, you're, it's the only way we can make medicine. And we can make even the way we build the world around us, our health, our environments, actually work with humans. It's Anyone can say this old stuff worked, and the the modern doctors and researchers will quite often say, that can't be, therefore it isn't. And they'll tell you that you're lying right to your face. But when you throw a study down and some data, they can't, it, it basically breaks that mindset. And then you're doing the world a service because you've shown efficacy. So thank you for more than a decade, at least since I've become familiar with your work, of doing that. Thank you for your work too, man. You are... Uh, biohacking mind, we advance because we believe in the higher uh, consciousness, higher, a greater potential within people which uh, is able to activate our unconditional uh, just being. It's okay to just be because it's great the way we are born to be. And that will become. And until it's not there, we will keep on uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, giving the light to the direction and go wholehearted every time. We yell, we talk, we whisper, we we sing, we cry, we do it all because we love life. That's ah, why I love we it, do Wim. this, what we do. And I salute what you do too. It's People, about love. It is about love, and it's also about knowledge and and just knowing what works. And I'm so I'm still frustrated that I spent so many years doing what didn't work because I believed it would, even though I was faced with evidence it wasn't working. That 300 pounds. So you've cracked the code a lot of stuff. If you like my show, guys, I'm telling you, you need to read the Wim Hof Method book because it's worth your time and it's worth your energy. And there's stuff in here that will shave years of effort and struggle off. And when you shave the years off you can use them for something else like being nice to people or whatever else you like to do. So Wim, thanks again for being on the show. Great. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Just absolutely great. We keep on going and we meet again alive, uh, a physical somewhere, somehow. Thank you. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.